RPR Radio has done so much for me and fellow men because we'll be meeting our Curcio group meets and we'll be talking and men will say, I was listening to 1280 and all of a sudden this item came up and we'll discuss it. It opens up a dialogue and it also gives us answers and it, it, and it helps us out. And once again, it helps us grow as Christian men. When I get overwhelmed in the day and start, my mind starts wandering, I know I can always turn on Real Presence Radio and find others going through some of the same struggles that I am and know that God's grace is right there with my asking for it. Real Presence Radio is a guiding hand for all of us in our faith journey. This is Deacon Gary Hager from the Diocese of Crookston and I enjoy Real Presence Radio for the many different programs it offers and it has helped me in my diaconate to sharpen up on those skills to become more knowledgeable and understand more fully the beauty of the Catholic Church. People think A and B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest additions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. Retrovi is an international peer-run program that has assisted hundreds of thousands of hurting married couples turn the tide, find new hope, and rediscover the love that initially brought them together. Surveys have shown that three out of four couples who complete the entire program are still married five years later with stronger, healthier marriages. Retrovi will be held locally on March 1st through the 3rd in Irene, South Dakota, and on April 26th through the 28th in Fargo. Visit HelpOurMarriage.com to find out more or to register. American State Bank and Trust Company's home team can design a home financing game plan for you. We have many programs to choose from. Our lenders will help you find your place to call home. You can visit with Joan, Julia, and Mary Jo in Williston to get started by calling 701-774-4100. Helping you move into home ownership that's banking the American State way. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. American State Bank and Trust Company is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Live on the road on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Real Presence Live on the Road, where once a month we bring the show to your community. If you're nearby this morning, come visit us at St. Augustine Parish in Austin, Minnesota. Now, back to more great stories from the local people you know and love. And you know, the thing about all of that is really that when it's this warm out... It's warm out. Well, it's this warm out. Above freezing. It's above, you know, warm is above freezing this time of year, I think. Don't you? I mean, how about, I mean, oh, th- yeah. those of you who are joining us, I mean, I'm sure it's it's warmer today than it was two days ago. And I know there's uh, rain and snow coming, but that too will go away. That'll pass because spring is on its way. We know eventually, as long as we, you know, at least within the next six months, we're going to get summer. We know that, right? So that's a positive uh, that we have coming up. Hey, folks, we're coming to you live from Austin, Minnesota. It's Real Presence Live on the road. And uh, we're going to... Uh, be here with you for another hour or so, <clears throat> and uh, we got some goodies here for you. And I know it's Lent, um, and so if you gave up bars for Lent, you know, maybe you should pray about whether the Lord wants you to help us out eating these bars, nice. because I don't really need to put on any more weight. <laughs> and you think about St. Patrick, you know, he's, he, I think his, uh, his, his name day is coming this weekend, and we've got uh, St. Joseph next week. 
So, you know, you could just do a different, you could pray a couple of rosaries and then have a scotcheroo, right? I think that's, as Father, is that, that would be doable, wouldn't it? That sounds good. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm also thinking because what's left, they're going to say, Father, you take them and eat them. <laughs> right, <laughs> I, I, I don't want that. Yeah. S- Steve, uh, speaking of St. Patrick's mm-hmm. Day, uh, the parish secretary here wanted at St. Augustine's wanted me to uh, tell people about the St. Patrick's Day dinner that's coming up on Sunday mm. from 11.30 to 1. Now, Is it going to be magically delicious? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think so. So we got, we got roast beef, we got mashed potatoes and gravy, and then apple or lemon meringue pie. Mm. Sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and the men of the parish cook the meal. Excellent. Cook the hot part. Awesome. And women do the pies. Excellent. So you can, uh, it's, it's uh, very affordable too. Adults, $10. Children, ages 5 to 12, $5. Ages 4 and under, free. And uh, you can get your tickets either at the door or here at the parish. So uh, that's St. Patrick's Day dinner, Sunday, March 17th. This Sunday, uh, 1130 to 1. Sounds See, good, Father, huh? Come to 1030 Mass prior. <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> Sounds great. Mass and a meal. St. Patrick would be proud. All right, so we're visiting right now. We're going to visit with Gene, um, who was, uh, oh, Gene McDermott. There, I couldn't find your last name, Gene. Sorry about that. Uh, Gene McDermott, who is the McDermott. Um, is that Irish? The luck of Irish. All right, there you go. I don't have a lick of Irish in me, but I married into it. All right. <laughs> she's an Irish lass, kind of by marriage. Um, so she's the principal of Pacelli Catholic Schools here in Austin. Gene, how long have you been principal? Uh, I've been with Pacelli Catholic Schools for about two year, two and a half years, but okay. I've been a principal for 20 years prior to that, and oh. in education for probably 40. Very good. Well, thank She's you. She's still a young adult. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> in the eyes of the beholder, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> young at heart. How about that? That's where we were talking about identity before. That's where you, if you want to identify as a young adult, that's okay. We'll allow that. Okay. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> but, I appreciate but, that. But your true identity is as you're a daughter of the Lord. So uh, there, there you there go. You go. <laughs> Local, engaging, and on the road, live from St. Augustine Parish in Austin, Minnesota. That's Real Presence Live on the Road on the Real Presence Radio Network. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus mystic monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, first communion, and confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and friendships. Here at Riverview, we have all those things and more. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. With Senior Independent Living Apartments and our Crosshaven neighborhood for those seniors who need a little more assistance, it is the sense of community here that makes Riverview home to all of us. Contact me, Carrie Dew, or Kelly Brecky for a tour at 701-237-4700 or online at homeishere.org. 
This is Father Nick Nelson of the Diocese of Duluth. The best definition of secularism was given to me by one of my theology professors. He said, Secularism is where and when it is easier not to believe than to believe. Where and when it is easier not to live your faith than to live your faith. And I thought this definition was comparable to the reality of a desert. We live in a desert of secularism. And while you can't just add water to the desert and have the entire desert turn into a lush jungle of life overnight, you can create small places of abundant flourishing life. We call these oases. Likewise, while you can't change the entire world into a Catholic culture overnight, we can and must create oases within the desert of secularism. Oases where the abundant Catholic life can flourish. First and foremost is the home, the family. Secondarily, the parish. These must become oases where the fullness of the Catholic faith is proclaimed, celebrated, and lived. And I believe Real Presence Radio is also an oasis where we can retreat from the desert and be nourished with the truth, Jesus Christ himself. Typical morning is, is I leave between 6 and 6.30 and I get home um, between 6 and 7 in the evening. And so when you're on the road that much, Catholic Radio is my constant companion and I would be lost without it. I really hope that a lot of you are listening to this and you feel the same way. That uh, what if it was gone? What if it wasn't here? What if we didn't have it? Where would we be? One of the inspiring things that came to me from Catholic Radio was uh, when the hurricane hit Houston and uh, they were talking about the manager of the station in Houston, how he had to be evacuated from his home. But he said, the whole time of the hurricane, the radio station never went off the air. Mm. And so you got these people here that are dealing with a natural disaster, and they still have this Catholic radio that can bring them the solace, the peace, the confidence that God is with them, and they'll make it through it. You know, these people in Houston that were being devastated by the storm, they had Catholic radio that they could rely on. Sixty on Ten with Monsignor Charles Pope. The second commandment, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. The disclosure of a name in the ancient world belonged to the order of trust and intimacy. And so when God revealed his name to Moses, it was an extraordinary outreach to us, uh, saying uh, that we were called to an intimate, trusting relationship with him. And so we should always reverence this name as a great, great gift. We should obviously never use God's name to curse or to blaspheme or to berate others. That's wholly inappropriate. God God's name is meant to bring blessing. And likewise, the vain use, vain means empty. And uh, so some of these expressions like, oh my God, or, you know, and so on, uh, need to be avoided as well. Vain means empty, and those are using God's name as an empty kind of expression of exasperation. And then finally, never ever to use God's name to swear an oath falsely. The second commandment, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. listening to the RPR Network. Now, back to more Real Presence Live on the road from St. Augustine Parish in Austin. That's right, we're in Austin and we're visiting with Jean McDermott and Father James Steffes about Catholic schools. And uh, Jean, I was just going to ask you the question, um, you know, as we're living in this utterly confused world, um, when it comes to belief, especially life issues, um, really, how do we help our children kind of navigate through that flip-flopping. Right, you're absolutely correct. They're bombarded with so many messages from the secular world via on their Instagram, their Facebook, their Twitter accounts. Um, and without their Catholic faith or the opportunity to come to a school, those are the only messages that they're going to get. So hopefully we have the opportunity to counteract or at least parallel 
give another message to them to go along with all those messages that they're receiving through all their other social media and so on. So, and we give them a safe place to do that. So every day they have their religion class, but they're also in a science class and math classes where things will come up that we can address immediately with our Catholic faith and our beliefs and, and speak to those things. You know, you're probably hearing the sirens in the background, folks. That's why this is this is called live radio. <laughs> we can't block out any sounds, but it sounds like there's a number of uh, things going by. So uh, say a quick prayer for whoever's struggling right now. That's what we can do as a, as a family. Um, so, you know, it's uh, Jean talking about really that struggle and, and uh, giving children that safe place uh, for those, though, to really give them that direction. Isn't it one of the great things about children is that there's really no... There's no filter. There's no borders. They ask questions Mm -hmm. that sometimes as adults we go, oh, no. Uh, But isn't that a beautiful thing? Right, it, it is, and it, it's a place where they can wrestle with their faith because they, uh, you, even though the teacher says this is so or this is what the church says or um, what the teachings say, they're still going to question, and that's what makes their faith become stronger, and they have caring adults, our priests and so on that are around that can help them answer those questions, and while they still might not be convinced by the time they leave us, at least they've got that foundation, and at some point in their life we'll hopefully come back to that. Right, yeah. Can you speak to, so we, we focus on the transcendentals, you know, the truth, beauty, and goodness. Can you speak to just the beauty of, of this idea of having a, a Catholic education system where these kids can ask questions uh, and, and get the truth in the answer, especially at a time where they're, you know, as they're growing up and going through different stages, they're just, they're seeking truth. They're seeking mm-hmm. answers for those questions. Right, all right, and it's things as simple as, we had a speaker come in last week, and he's a Pacelli alumni, uh, Bill Toffick, who's working on a, a book about the diversity of Austin right now, and he came in and spoke with our high school and middle school students, and he started talking about his guardian angel, and I think they all looked at him and went, wow, you're this grown man who's done all these wonderful things and you're still speaking about your guardian angel and how it has led you everywhere. So it's just those opportunities. In another setting, we might not have had that guardian angel conversation, but that was something that he very freely shared. Uh, the students embraced, maybe questioned a little bit, but we're, we have the opportunity just to take those things from our lives and really expound on those or talk about things that have happened in our, our own faith lives about, yep, and this is maybe how it touched me and you can have those personal connections. How do you think those stories are one of the things that we really focus on in Mm -hmm. in Catholic radio, right? Stories touch people. How do you think the stories of the people who come in uh, and even the the teachers in in their own faith journeys touch the kids to to really have them take an interest in in their faith and, and what the Lord can do in their lives? Because we're so small. And everybody really knows and I would say um, also trusts each other because they've been around each other for a long time and they know what they can expect and they know that there's an unconditional love that's going to be there. I, I think they maybe honor the stories a little bit more as, yep, you're being truthful with me. You're not just making this up to try and convince me of something. But there's really a, a, a heart-to-heart connection that's made. And I think that that's the connection that needs to be there before those, those stories are going to land in their heart as something that they'll truly contemplate and make as their own, hopefully, at some point. You know, in some of the recent studies that you hear about these, the, the, they call them the nuns, N-O-N-E-S, as people who have no faith. One of the reasons that they talk about having no faith is because they just have no one in their life who has really modeled a faith mm-hmm. life for them or any, any real belief um, in, in God or, or, or religion or that sort of thing. Really, Catholic schools really sets these children up for success mm-hmm. um, in that realm, right? I mean, with, with these, these models that they're 
experiencing. I, and well, I've been talking about high school students. I also am in the cafeteria during the elementary lunch times, and we had a conversation with kindergartners or one of the little kindergartners. All of I don't know what they were maybe talking about in class, but they wanted to know about about hell and the devil and. And so I sat down with those kindergartners and we talked about that and they it, um, had a very uh, kindergarten appropriate conversation mm -hmm. about good and bad and, and the devil and, and hell and what that might um, look like in their lives. And again, not a conversation that you would have unless you were sitting in a Catholic school. And, the, and their curiosity is beautiful. I mean, that, that awesome, uh, you know, I, I think as, as a parent myself, the last thing I ever want to say to myself is, well, to my kids, that, well, that's just the way it is. <laughs> okay, that's not really going to teach them anything, um, but to allow them to ask those questions and, and answer the question as best I can and even to admit sometimes, maybe I don't know the best answer here, but I can tell you that I'm still trying to understand this and the church um, has some, uh, some wisdom on that. Father, is that, is that okay to do that? Absolutely. Relationships are so important in building the faith. Um, you have to have that trust relationship with somebody, you know, so they're going to believe you with what, when you speak the truth to them. Uh, they will come to you if they can relate to you as well, whether that's a parent, a priest, a teacher, a principal. So I think it's a blessing in the Catholic school because we help form those authentic relationships that can support them, their faith journey, also hold them accountable. Um, and that helps them then to ultimately have that relationship with Jesus. It's always relational. You talk about the knowns. It's often people can leave the church if they don't have a relationship with our Lord. It's much harder to walk out of a loving relationship than it is an obligation or a church or something I have to do because mom and dad said I had to. And as Jean was saying, there's so many different messages and mixed messages in our culture. Um, we in the church need to speak that truth, but we always need to do it in a relationship, in a loving right. way, as Christ himself. Yeah, you know, we talked about the idea of stories, uh, our stories impacting the children, but but what about the children impacting us? You know, and and the the joy of children, and you know, our Lord says, unless you become like children, you you shouldn't you you won't inherit the kingdom. Uh, can you speak to that a little bit? And maybe not in the direction that you're thinking I'm going to go, but because we're a preschool through twelfth grade building, uh, some of the I I would say our young ones have a relationship with our, our older students that helps bring those older students closer to God and, and closer to that family relationship too. So, I mean, in the innocence of those young ones, we are able to have the um, older ones be those mentors, show those role models that we would like them to see both in their faith and, and just in general. And I, I see that as a, a relationship that our young ones can help keep our keep all of us closer to God and to, and to see how that family works. They certainly inspire me. I, I love seeing <laughs> them on the playground when they come to Mass, when I walk over in their classroom or in the cafeteria. They're just the purity and the innocence, mm -hmm. the smallest of ones, and they just bring joy to my life. It's sometimes the highlight, you know, dealing with a lot of difficult things and challenging things sometimes. I say, I'm going to walk over and see the kindergartners <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, you know, just to lift my spirit, because they have that purity. They have the Lord within them. Yeah, it's a great opportunity, uh, too, when we see the, the needs of others around us that we can actually, s it, it draws us out of ourselves, I think, as, as a parent or as knowing somebody who's younger um, and seeing that I can actually help them when, when you know, I, we often talk to our children about, 
Um, if you're feeling depressed or you're struggling with something, instead of sitting and thinking about how you're struggling, go help somebody mm -hmm. because it draws you out of yourself. And I see that children really draw us out of ourselves um, to be something greater, um, to give of ourselves. And I think that's a great opportunity with mm -hmm. education and parenting and, and just life in general. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in the... The beauty of their questions, I mean, they sometimes, <laughs> they help draw us out of ourselves by their questioning or just the comments that they make. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have a, an aspect of, of service at Pacelli so that, you know, as Steve was mentioning, the, the drawing out of ourselves, they can experience, you know, what it's like to, to help out others in need, Gene? Right, we have lots of opportunities. Uh, services built in a natural component of what we do. Um, they have mass buddies, first of all, so that our olders and youngers go to mass together. So the um, older students are helping them find the page in their books and following along and, and teaching them to read. So just a natural thing every week as we go to mass. Uh, we also have special product projects working with the homeless, sometimes up in the city, um, uh, feeding, packing the f food bags for uh, different organizations. And... And it just naturally, because of how we're staffed, um, Roger this morning was having kids helping us shovel outside to get the snow away from the wall so that the leaking going down into the basement could be stopped. So uh, they're always willing to help. They they know that uh, this is a place that we take care of together, and, and they step forward and do that. That's the grace of the Catholic school, as mm -hmm. I was saying before, because we're able to form these students. Um, so it's not just the knowledge that they're learning. It's about a whole lifestyle, and service is just part of that. It's, again, that discipleship. We do what we do because Jesus has called us to do that, and we're re in relationship with them. So it's a beautiful part of Catholic education. Mm -hmm. It's certainly part of our school. It just becomes natural. Hmm. A lot of our people listening uh, are, are cradle Catholics, right, and coming back to, to the church. Um, how important is it to, to get these, these lessons and build these foundations at a young age um, in case they do, we hope they don't, but in case they do fall away uh, and, and um, circle back around and, and start searching again later in life. Well, I know that our, our fourth and fifth graders are so excited when they get to um, start learning how to be altar servers, and they can hardly wait for their, their opportunity to do that, and then they continue to serve. And then as our uh, older students are able to be Eucharistic ministers, again, mm -hmm. uh, we see them here at church during the school day, but we also are seeing them at weekend masses and, and hoping that they take them that with them then as they go off to college. So if we can really get them uh, connected to you know some of the, the rituals of our churches and so that they're serving on a, a regular basis here hopefully they'll take that with them and not fall away and have to come back again right, later right. oftentimes we hear the use uh, many 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 years ago I was a youth coordinator at a parish for a couple of years but we'd hear the story of how you know a youth really had an experience with Christ experience with the church and really grew in their faith and then they went home and drew their parents back into a more mm -hmm. vibrant faith do you hear stories like that through your Catholic schools? Um, stories like that, and even to the point of not all of our students here are, are Catholic, and I know as I was, I was a, at a diocese principals meeting this week, and uh, one of the other principals shared that they, uh, one of their families who is not Catholic or practicing Catholic, uh, because of the children, the daughter went home and said, I, I really want to become Catholic. And so children were baptized, and then parents followed along and came along with them. So you know, while maybe that is not the original intent, but we want to bring right. God to whomever comes through our doors. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, we do end up bringing somebody into the Catholic faith. Absolutely. So that's very, very um, heartwarming. Mm -hmm. Again, just another example of how our children 
mm-hmm. children can draw us yeah. back to that relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Real Presence Live on the Road here from St. Augustine's Parish in Austin, Minnesota. We're talking here with Father James Steffes. He's the pastor here and the Pacelli Catholic Schools school principal, Gene McDermott, and uh, just having this great conversation about uh, Pacelli and, and Catholic education and just the, the beauty of it. Um, you know, we, we have listener, or, I'm sorry, we have Catholic education all across our, our listening area, right? Um, but there is unique things uh, that stick out about each Catholic school in given areas. What is it that makes uh, Pacelli special, in, in your guys' opinion, Father and, and Jean? Oh, where to begin? All right. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, first of all, of course, our, our staff is very special. Uh, many of our staff have made a commitment to Catholic education to the, the point of they will only work in a Catholic school. And as we know, the, the pay is not you know, up to the same pay that you're going to get in the public system. And yet I do get folks that call and say, yeah, we're moving to the area. We only want to work in a Catholic school. Uh, that's very important to us. So the staff uh, are just very committed to the formation of the children. And, and I think that's so important. And then second thing would be our families and our students because again uh, the commitment that they've made uh, to the education of their children uh, in the Catholic faith so I think those are the two most important things but then uh, to go along with that I would say uh, the fact that we are a pre-k through 12 and that family feel that we have is something very uh, maybe different to our school and also the smallest of our school I think offers a lot of opportunities to our students so uh, we do work on many community projects within uh, the community that are open to all of our students and because of the smallness and the the coaching um, and the ability for us to community communicate very closely with the kids we're able to get our kids into a lot of those opportunities or if they'd been in a larger system they might have just missed the message completely altogether so uh, we're able to provide some of those things to them because of the smallness of our school and I think our Catholic identity right with that Mm -hmm. we have strong academics um, they have the extracurricular activities but all of it is really influenced by the Catholic faith and it's just a natural part. Uh, I am inspired with the students that will step up and pray or will live their faith and you know it's real and authentic and that's because of the influence that they get day in and day out at at Pacelli. You know something you you mentioned earlier Jean that made me think of you know we hear a lot about different things in society especially in schools like bullying and that sort Mm -hmm. of thing that schools really struggle with. Do you see uh, when you mentioned the mentorship, you know, the, the mass buddies and stuff, and, and really the older youth are getting to know the younger youth, do you think that, I mean, that would seem to me like a great way to combat bullying in the sense of that you have this relationship across the ages and learning that everyone's a human being, mm-hmm. and that, and, and, and do you, I mean, how do Catholic school, does that work, or what do you see there? I would say they maybe, yeah, they have more advocates in their corner because they know um, they have such a close-knit family. Uh, I would say, though, because we're Catholic school does not preclude us from bullying. I mean, all kids are growing up. All kids are going to push their boundaries and and check things out. Uh, Because, though, of our smallest and the opportunity to, to fall back on our faith as the reasonings of why we choose to do the things that we do, we can counsel that in a different way and we can probably address it more quickly because of the smallest of our group. So um, I would say those are the two things that allow us to deal with it in a very different and a very quick sort of manner. We often talk about the Pacelli family and that's part of the smallness. So there's a built-in accountability. You can't get away with 
things so easily <laughs> without it being noticed and and because they're close to each other mm -hmm. they hold the students hold each other accountable and they also the teachers the staff know every student so well Excellent. Well, Gene and uh, Father, thanks so much for being with us this morning for sharing all about uh, your parish uh, during, during the call-in segment and then Pacelli Catholic Schools here, it sounds like. Um, you guys have a really good thing going, so thanks for, for being willing to come on and, and share that with us and, and yeah. the listeners. Thank you for the opportunity to share our treasures and praise God. Amen. Absolutely. Well, it's time for our next break, but don't go anywhere because in just a couple minutes, he's known as the terror of demons and the patron of fathers. But did you know St. Joseph is also the patron for immigrants and travelers? We'll learn more about this with Father Keith Streifel of the Diocese of Bismarck. And later, married couples, it's an opportunity for you to get some time away from the busyness and just focus on yourselves and the Lord. Doesn't that sound relaxing? We'll share all the details much more to come on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live on the road to come from St. Augustine Parish in Austin on the Real Presence Radio Network. American State Bank and Trust Company's home team can design a home financing game plan for you. We have many programs to choose from. Our lenders will help you find your place to call home. You can visit with Joan, Julia, and Mary Jo in Williston to get started by calling 701-774-4100. Helping you move into home ownership that's banking the American State way. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. American State Bank and Trust Company is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Live on the road on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Father Nick Nelson of the Diocese of Duluth. The best definition of secularism was given to me by one of my theology professors. He said, Secularism is where and when it is easier not to believe than to believe. Where and when it is easier not to live your faith than to live your faith. And I thought this definition was comparable to the reality of a desert. We live in a desert of secularism. And while you can't just add water to the desert and have the entire desert turn into a lush jungle of life overnight, you can create small places of abundant flourishing life. We call these oases. Likewise, while you can't change the entire world into a Catholic culture overnight, we can and must create oases within the desert of secularism. Oases where the abundant Catholic life can flourish. First and foremost is the home, the family. Secondarily, the parish. These must become oases where the fullness of the Catholic faith is proclaimed, celebrated, and lived. And I believe Real Presence Radio is also an oasis where we can retreat from the desert and be nourished with the truth, Jesus Christ himself. People think A and B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest additions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A and B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. St. Joseph Parish in Williston will present a series of Lenten talks from Sunday, March 24th through Tuesday, March 26th. The talks will be given by Father Kovash and include the topics Learning to Pray Like a Pirate, Relationally and Honestly from the Heart, Gratitude, The Virtue That Changes Us, and A Meditation on the Parable of the Prodigal Son, where you'll reflect on each of the characters of this parable. The evening talks will run from 6.30 till 7.30 with an opportunity for adoration each evening. That's March 24th through the 26th at St. Joseph Parish in Williston.
All right, we're coming to you live from Austin, Minnesota. It's Real Presence Live on the Road. Steve Sponskowski here along with Brandon Clark. And we're going to head now down the road, actually quite a few miles the other direction, yes. to Dickinson, North Dakota. We're going to visit with Father Keith Streifel. Good morning, Father. Good morning. How are you guys? We're doing well. It's about 80 degrees here. What's the temperature there? <laughs> it's a lot colder than that. Okay, I'm lying. It is not uh, 80. It's, it's not 80. Because we're inside, Father. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about 80 minus 44. So, what, 36 <laughs> degrees here? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not Something good. Like Something like Something like that. I'm terrible <laughs> at math. Let's not talk math anymore. So, Father, uh, we got a special feast coming up next week. Um, and, of course, your, your parish there in, Saint, in Dickinson is St. Joseph's Catholic Parish. Um, this is a special day for you, isn't it? That's right. Uh, of course, it's our patron feast on the 19th of March. Uh, two days after St. Patrick's Day every year, we have a, a, the Solemnity of St. Joseph. And uh, I grew up in St. Joseph's Parish in Williston, and uh, there are a lot of St. Joseph's parishes around. I always tease the other guys that we should have a, uh, a, a meeting of the, of the St. Joseph's parishes around. So, uh, but he's a, yeah, he's the patron of our of our parish, and uh, and we we've been wanting to do something with that, uh, and we've been doing something, but this year we've got a we've got a whole bunch of things going on. So, so let's talk a little bit about Fa- our Saint Joseph Father. Um, he was a, a husband of our of our Lady, um, the Father of Jesus. Some say the Foster Father of Jesus, but I've had a priest say he was the Father of Jesus. Just stop calling him the Foster Father of Jesus. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about Joseph. Uh, what, what should our listeners know about him? Well, uh, you know, we we learn about Saint Joseph because of uh, Matthew's Gospel in the first and second uh, chapters. Uh, it's kind of the end of the first. And uh, he's, you know, he's the, he's the worker. He's the, the father of Jesus, the foster father. You know, that's a, that's a great uh, thing uh, because so many adopted children or so many children uh, come into families and, and then the question becomes, you know, am I just a foster child or am I a child? And, and so there is certainly enough love uh, in, that, in that family that, uh, that uh, the priest has a, an excellent point. Um, he uh, he's the patron because of that. He's the patron saint of workers and craftsmen. He uh, he died uh, between Jesus and Mary, and so he's the patron of a happy death, right? And uh, and this year especially, we're we're taking little bits and pieces for our celebration. And so this year we want to especially celebrate that he's the patron saint of uh, of travelers, of immigrants, and of and of dreamers. And why, why, Father, are you focusing on that aspect of it? Well, uh, uh, I mean, I think it's, uh, it, on the one hand, it's, the, it's kind of a first, uh, a first look. It's something to, that, that, that is very much a part of St. Joseph. We see him traveling to the manger. Uh, but also, St. Joseph was founded as a, as a parish uh, during the times of, of immigration, and in particular the German immigration into North Dakota and into the United States. And, uh, you know, recently we had an oil boom here on the western half of the state, and, uh, and we've had lots of folks move into town from all over the world. And, of course, uh, at St. Joe's, we have a, a good-sized population of, uh, of Hispanic folks, and so we also have uh, those immigrants and those travelers who are, are with us. But they're, they're not the only ones. And so to, to focus on St. Joseph 
as uh, as a patron saint of travelers. Oh, and we also have snowbirds; they travel, and we mm. and we're going on pilgrimages. Uh, and so those, all of those are, are good reasons to, to focus on that aspect of St. Joseph. Excellent. So, tough questions I've always uh, kind of pondered, and I'm wondering what your thoughts are. What, what is your favorite quote of St. Joseph in Scripture? <laughs> of course, uh, you know <laughs> that St. Joseph doesn't say anything in, in the Scriptures. There's no, there's no line of St. Joseph. There's no word of St. Joseph. He's sometimes called a, a silent saint because he... He doesn't say anything. He just listens to God and does what God wants him to do. Obviously, he must have said something at one point or another, like, I do, like, uh, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> but uh, but he, he's, he's, he's not quoted in scriptures at all. Right. What do you think, Father, it says about the way St. Joseph responded to the angel of the Lord in the, in the dream? What do you think that says about his obedience and, and just total trust that the Lord will take care of him and his family? Yeah, so, uh, so the first time he, he responds to the angel in the dream is with Mary to receive her into his home. They were betrothed, and she's with child. And then, and then comes the moment where it becomes essential that he listens right away. In that first story, he gets up uh, in the morning. But in, in, the, in the time after the birth of Jesus, Herod gets jealous because he hears that there's a new king, and he certainly doesn't want any threats to his power. He's got sons he's got to take care of and give the kingdom to. And, and so he uh, decides he's going to kill the children of, of Bethlehem. He's going to slaughter the innocents. And when he does that, the angel visits Joseph in a dream, and he says, get up. And Joseph immediately gets up and does the will of God and, and goes to Egypt with his family. Now, uh, obviously, obedience is important there, uh, just obeying, but trusting that God knows what he's, what he's about and knows what he's, what he's doing. He, Joseph wouldn't have had, you know, uh, any sort of, you know, spies or anything in the, in the courts. He was a, a working man, and so he has to trust what God has to say. But not only does he trust him, he trusts him enough to do immediately what the angel tells him to do. And that, that I think, is, uh, is right through the Scriptures, especially, uh, especially as, we, as we read through uh, the Gospels, we hear uh, that, that there's an immediacy to following God, to being a good disciple. And uh, obviously, um, when he is told by the angel to get up and leave uh, Israel, or leave uh, Egypt back to Israel, he ends up there, going back up to Nazareth. And, uh, and, and the, the angel tells him to go to Israel, but he uses his prudence in, uh, in interpreting and in understanding the word of God, to, or the word of the angel, to say, you know, uh, this is the best way to follow what the angel has to say. So there's not only immediacy, but there's also that sense of, of understanding, uh, of, of following God, and uh, allowing uh, God allowing us to use our, our prudence within that. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live on the road to come from St. Augustine Parish in Austin on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Father Ron Huberty from the Diocese of New Ulm. I've been a priest for 28 years. I 
love about the priesthood is the Eucharist that is celebrated, and then from the Eucharist, how I'm able to be part of people's lives in ministering, from the birth of a child, to Holy Communion times, to marriages, through times of reconciliation and the sacrament of penance, walking with people on the journey of life. And especially again in those moments of illness and dying, that you can bring the presence of Christ and great hope to people in times of great difficulty. No, I have this gifted opportunity to be Christ to one another through the sacrament of holy orders. This is Margot Philbin from St. Benedict's in Duluth. This is Grace McDonough from St. Benedict's in Duluth. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. This is Real Presence Live on the road, where once a month... France, an enchanting country known for its elegance and richness and an incredible Catholic history spanning centuries, set out to explore this history on the Saints and Sanctuaries of Catholic France pilgrimage, October 10th through the 20th, 2019, with spiritual director Father Chuck Huck. You'll have a chance to pray at St. Catherine of Labouret Church in Paris, explore the Basilica of St. Therese of Lisieux, spend two days in Lourdes, plus so much more. To reserve your seat, visit worldstrides.com slash register. Trip number 166-594. If you felt God's call to serve the Church, Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, and the University of Mary have partnered to train you to do great things. The Church is desperate for well-trained development and fundraising professionals, so we've launched the Institute for Catholic Philanthropy. Earn a graduate certificate or a full MBA in Catholic philanthropy and train for a transformative career in service to the Church. Apply by April 1st to umary.edu slash serve. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and friendships. Here at Riverview, we have all those things and more. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. With Senior Independent Living Apartments and our Crosshaven neighborhood for those seniors who need a little more assistance, it is the sense of community here that makes Riverview home to all of us. Contact me, Carrie Dew, or Kelly Brecky for a tour at 701-237-4700 or online at homeishere.org. This is Father Ron Huberty from the Diocese of New Ulm. I have been a priest for 28 years. I love about the priesthood is the Eucharist that is celebrated, and then from the Eucharist, how I'm able to be part of people's lives in ministering, from the birth of a child, to Holy Communion times, to marriages, through times of reconciliation and the sacrament of penance, walking with people on the journey of life. And especially, again, in those moments of illness and dying, that you can bring the presence of Christ and great hope to people in times of great difficulty. No, I have this gifted opportunity to be Christ to one another through the sacrament of holy orders. This is Margot Philbin from St. Benedict's in Duluth. This is Grace McDonough from St. Benedict's in Duluth. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. Ray Garendi. When did you come to the faith? I came to the faith when my kids were teenagers or when they were grown. That's a source of guilt. Why couldn't I come to the faith so I could raise them in the faith? Okay, be grateful that you came to the faith when you did. The timing is not always ours. Now, since you're deeper in the faith, 
You can do one thing that you wouldn't have done before. You can pray for the children. Be grateful that you came to the faith at some point. Let the children see what mom is like now, what dad is like now, compared to how they were raised before mom or dad came to the faith. Not a source of guilt, source of gratitude. This is Real Presence Live on the road, where once a month we bring the show to your community. If you're nearby this morning, come visit us at St. Augustine Parish in Austin, Minnesota. Now, back to more great stories from the local people you know and love. All right, now we're going to transition to focus on each other and, and focus on the Lord. And uh, I think we've got a guest who, who can, can help with that, don't we? We're visiting now with Deacon Paul Trinan. Good morning, Deacon Paul. Good morning. Good to be with you guys this morning. Thank you. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. So, Deacon Paul, you're the executive director of Abbey of the Hills uh, Inn and Retreat Center in Marvin, South Dakota. We've had you on before um, to yeah. talk about these important topics. So, thank you for being back with us again. Well, it's an honor. I, I appreciate the invitation. So, talk to us a little bit about, you know, when you get in the busyness of life, um, it's easy to get caught up in that. Um, what, what are some opportunities for us to, to really step away from that? Well, retreats are part of that, and, and, and I think they're an important part of that. And, and in the Catholic tradition, yeah, you know, sometimes people are willing to do that at a mission or, or even individually. Um, I, for example, you were just talking about uh, St. Joseph with uh, the previous speaker, Father Keith, and I was just on a retreat for men, a men's um, Lenten retreat that focused on, <laughs> you mentioned the famous quote from St. Joseph, <laughs> but but it's silence, it's silence, and that's an important part. But individually to draw closer to God is great, but to do so as a couple, to do so as a couple, and of course I'm a, I'm a permanent deacon, so I have a wife and six kids. That's a big deal. It's paramount, and it's something that draws you naturally closer, and even supernaturally closer, and certainly spiritually closer together, and that's what this this particular retreat that we're offering here at the Abbey called Revitalize is, is, is focused upon. So we're, the retreat that's coming up here is called Revitalize, and it's uh, for couples. You know, as a, as a result um, of our business, sometimes we forget to invest time in both our marriage and our relationship with God. Uh, is that This is, I assume, this revitalizes an opportunity to reinvest that time. Well, maybe I'm the only one that has a schedule with kids that's going a thousand miles an hour, and and uh, my wife is, you know, sending me texts or reminding me as I'm leaving to go to work. You need to be home by this time because we're going to do boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and oftentimes that list or those texts don't involve us coming closer to Christ, us coming closer to each other. And so. So this re- retreat is hoping to reignite that faith, number one. The faith component is first in this retreat to draw us closer to God. And in drawing closer to Christ, we have the opportunity to reconnect, going closer to each other. And I think the, the other thing is just to get some rest, just to get some down time is a beautiful way to rediscover peace. Yeah, 
Yeah, we're talking here with Deacon Paul Trinan. He's the executive director of the Abbey of the Hills Inn and Retreat Center. And uh, just talking about investing time in our marriage, our relationship with God. We just have a few minutes left here, Deacon. Uh, Let's talk about this opportunity that we've been promoting throughout the morning to share with married couples to step away to to get some of that rest and relaxation you're you're talking about. Well, the the mission of the, the Abbey is to foster the rediscovery of peace. And I know, I know in my own relationship with Julie, my bride, again, it's just so hectic right now in our lives and 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 the the two most important relationships that I have are two my Lord, and then the second most relationship is to her, and that's my biggest, like my primary vocation, um, and anyone who's married is, is their vocation is to each other, a spouse, and yet, how much time do we invest, how much purposeful, intentional uh, time do we give the Lord to work with us, the Holy Spirit to work with us, and that's what this, that's what this revitalized marriage retreat is is geared toward and hoping to accomplish, and I think it's going to be wonderful. But the couple that's going to be leading it are Deacon Tony and Mary Grack, who have been doing nine years of ministry through different uh, marriage retreats. There's also going to be uh, one or two other couples that are going to be doing some guest speaking and sharing from their hearts. And like I said, there's going to be time just to the couples to be by themselves, reflect on these talks, reflect on the Holy Spirit's guiding them to, and my hope is it's to a greater degree of peace in their, in their marriage. Well, I know a number of couples, especially those who are part of the tool teams of Our Lady Group, uh, part of the, uh, the, the endeavors is to go to an annual couples retreat, and so I know a lot of couples are looking for opportunities to have a couples retreat. And uh, this is a great opportunity at Abbey of the Hills. It's Friday, April 5th from 7 p.m. to Sunday, April 7th, 11 a.m. at the Abbey of the Hills in uh, Marvin, South Dakota. And uh, if you'd like to get more information on this retreat, you can visit abbeyofthehills.org or call 605-398-9200. It is a weekend couples retreat at Abbey of the Hills. And uh, Deacon, uh, Trinan, uh, any, any f- uh, more thoughts you'd like to share with us about the, the need for married couples to spend this time together? I'm going to share two more thoughts really quickly. This, is, this retreat is designed to have for a free will offering. You know, financially, that's a sense that some couples, okay, let's just say it, husbands will say, you know what, I don't know if we can do this. It's a free will offering. It's a free will offering. And then the second thing is, I would just, um, my, 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 my goal from Glint of 2019 is to try to, try to conclude everything I'm doing with God's will be done. God's will be done. Whether that's for St. Joseph, I think that was the call and his dreams and, and, and his mission as the Father of Christ. But God's will be done in our marriages. If, if God's calling you to um, become closer as a couple through a retreat, wonderful. Um, he may be calling you in other directions, and that's wonderful, too, but, but his will may be done is uh, the last thing I'd like to leave with. All right. Thanks so much, Deacon. Again, the Abbey of the Hills revitalized. Retreat for married couples Friday, April 5th through Sunday, April 7th at Abbey of the Hills in Marvin, South Dakota. Should be a, a great time for you to uh, step away if you're in need of some some couple time and some 
some God time. And um, again, that's Friday, April 5th through Sunday, April 7th. Thanks so much again, Deacon, for being on with us this morning. All right. Thank you, guys. God bless you. God bless you. All right, uh, well, we're just wrapping up here at the end, but we do have another show tomorrow, which means, Gregory, we need a preview of what's to come. Sure thing. So coming up tomorrow on Thursday, our hosts will be Heather Carroll and Father Patrick Grody. Here's a question. Who comes first, your kids or your spouse? It seems like it should be a rather easy answer, but the reality is that sometimes our priority wires get a little crossed. Why? That's what we'll discuss as we visit with Father Nick Nelson. And we'll also visit with two women about their upcoming Lenten mission and share, and they'll share how they're presenting it with a unique twist that you'll want to experience. And finally, you're going to have a ball, literally. Tune in as Michelle O'Keefe shares details about this year's Ron Colley Ball, which helps support the Aberdeen Catholic School System. All this and much more coming up on Thursday morning from 9 to 11. Thanks so much, Gregory. And for those of you in the Duluth area, we have another exciting broadcast happening tomorrow from 1 to 2 p.m. It's called the Communion, as you would normally hear it. However, Dr. David Anders, who's our banquet speaker, will be live from St. James Parish in Duluth uh, for the show. So stop on out between 1 and 2 p.m. and you'll have an opportunity to see and listen to the show. And if you want to ask a question, Steve, you can also ask a question. Exactly. So join us. All right. Well, that wraps up another Real Presence Live on the road. And so uh, we've been coming to you from Austin, Minnesota, St. Augustine Catholic Church here. We thank uh, Father James Steffes for having us here and for uh, putting up with us and putting us up. (laughs) And uh, really, uh, folks, thanks for tuning in and uh, being a part of this family. We really enjoy coming to you and having this opportunity to get to know all of you and for us all to get to know Christ together. So God bless you. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, and uh, just a reminder, too, coming up in April, April 18th, it's Holy Thursday. We'll be broadcasting on the road from Mitchell, South Dakota. So stay with us uh, for that. And now we head to Take Two with Jerry and Debbie, part of our regular programming here. And uh, we'll be back with more Real Presence Live tomorrow morning, 9 to 11, with Heather and Father Mark Lichter in Aberdeen, South Dakota. This has been a special broadcast of Real Presence Live on the road, coming to you from St. Augustine Parish in Austin, Minnesota, only on the RPR Network. Real Presence Live brings you local hosts and guests every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Hear the encore of the Tuesday show on Saturday from 6 to 8 a.m. Central, the encore of the Wednesday show from 8 to 10, and the encore of the Thursday show from 10 to noon. Get the podcast anytime, day or night, at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through our Facebook page. Be sure to watch for our next On the Road show on Thursday, April 18th, when we come to you live from Holy Family Church in Mitchell, South Dakota. Real Presence Live, on the road, local, engaging, and live from your local community on the Real Presence radio network.